This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Well, hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platforms Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research. And I actually have a really special, like, surprise. I'm so pleased about this. It wasn't supposed to happen. Um, last month, I was in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I did this fantastic interview with someone, and I, it's probably four or five episodes back in the playlist here, and uh, I wasn't supposed to see him at uh, this event, and then some last-minute changes happened, and he came onto the speaker faculty, and so my guest today is uh, Carlo Bustos from Board. I'm so excited to have this conversation again. It was another fantastic workshop. Carlo, thank you so much for, for being with me today. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be here. It's, uh, I think we, we hit the theme of an uh, ever-changing uh, workforce team and, and essentially being here. Uh, we had some changes in the, the lineup and who needed to be here, but it's good to be here. Yeah. You were brought in to this event to speak to a room of senior HR executives about workforce planning and how technology is making that better. And I can't ask you to repeat a 35-minute presentation, but can you give us some of the bullet points, some of the key takeaways that you were hoping that audience uh, uh, got from hearing your presentation? Yeah, I think um, you know the really the, the the impact that workforce planning and, and ultimately workforce management is having uh, specifically today and post pandemic uh, a real large supply shortage of resources out there. How do you find the right person for the right job, and what tools can you use to really enable that process for you, um, and really keeping that that employee journey successful throughout the the, the process today. So it was a, a really great session, great questions, uh, very dynamic in, in the setting itself. Uh, so yeah, I was looking forward to having that session, uh, although last minute, uh, but I was pleased to be here to, to help uh, really create that, that conversation with the audience. You know, the workshop, sometimes these things get a little theoretical. I love that you actually grounded it in an example of one of your clients, H&M. Uh, obviously, they're a retailer. Not everyone is a retailer, but I loved some of the specifics of how they're using uh, just information and the data at hand to make informed decisions. Can you give us a few specifics about what they're doing to do their workforce planning? Yeah, no, it's a great case study for H&M. Uh, been a customer of ours for over nine years, utilizing the board technology to really help them from a workforce management standpoint. What I would say is, you know, they, they start off with the journey and it's very transformative in the, the methods that they were looking at it, but they stuck to their core values of thinking about one team thinking about what they needed to do, think differently, be more innovative in how they manage their workforce. This is at a store level, at a region level, district level, state, global level. This is not something that's being done in the back office in you know, corporate. This is something that's being done at the actual employee level um, to ensure that they have the strong productivity in generating the right levels of revenue with the right level of support on the floor. And I think retail is one of those things that people, it's a great example. People can put themselves in the headspace of, yes, I mean, there's people on the floor helping. There's the store manager. Yeah. There's the regional manager. And all of these pieces are, are in constant motion just in a regular year because there's, there's Christmas. There's summer holidays. There's when do you need people you know, in the back doing inventory. And then you put a global pandemic on top of oh, that. Yeah. And now we're coming through the far side of it. And a lot of people figured out some things in the last 18 months. And they're not where they were two years ago. How is this tool helping companies sort of figure out the next year, the next two years? Yeah, no, it's a, from a, a method of thinking about COVID didn't exist. And so there's nothing historical that can help us even identify how that impacts the actual business itself, how it impacts the level of resourcing that I have to support at a local store level. 
And so the, the way that they've been utilizing the board technology to really start reporting at that specific employee, associate, inventory management, combining it all to support the actual goal is really where this is becoming the, the critical path forward. They're not spending time looking backwards. They're ultimately using that to help them be more insightful about where they're proceeding to move forward. But it's really about being more prescriptive on if this were to occur, if a supply shortage, if people call out, if all of a sudden I get a huge rush in traffic at Black Friday and or it becomes more of a Cyber Monday deal, if we have last minute shopping throughout the retail season of the Christmas uh, or, or Christmas season on the retail, um, really becomes how do I support that? A lot of things that existed prior don't really help to kind of lend the hand into where we're moving forward. So I think a lot of the, the, the components that H&M is going through, and, and like every other retailer, like anyone else in hospitality, travel, manufacturing, um, making the best use of the resources they have, identifying where the gaps are, and then making it more proactive in trying to close those gaps. I was also really interested, one of the questions you got from the audience was, okay, well, H&M, it's a brick and mortar retailer. Obviously, they're building e-commerce and that's a growing part of the business. That also involves workforce planning because it's not a matter of getting more clerks at the front desk. I mean, there's a distribution and fulfillment piece that they didn't have 20 years ago. How do you plan for that? It, it really is a dynamic uh, organization and they needed tools to make that transition. Can you speak to that? Yeah, the, the workforce changes, right? The dynamic of who you need and what level you need. There's a certain level of, of individual you are requiring from a retail perspective, forward facing, front you know, of the line with the, the customer, really making that, that experience uh, a, a true experience. It's not just transactional, but a longevity of that relationship. In the distribution setting, it's very different. You need people who are more dynamic, more agile, uh, can be more productive, be more work intensive of generating the right type of productivity in order to fulfill the items that have been ordered online. So that dynamic change, you're not looking to hire the same individual. Henceforth, you're not looking to manage that individual the same way. You need an application that allows you to identify what each of the use cases are by specific area of business, if it's back office, distribution, if it's front, if it's you know essentially the, the dynamic uh, staffing of the management and having an, a, a visualization, a component that gives you insights into how productive are they, what are the measurements that I'm, I'm ultimately looking at and, and monitoring for their productivity, and then how do I ensure that they're generating the right levels of revenue uh, to support the overall arching objective of the organization. So I'd say that's the, the critical path forward is identifying what each area of your business is really requiring. And that's kind of the comments that I've made to, to the individual is, first, let's look at what the business needs, then let's find it. But let's make sure that we're not trying to find the needle in the haystack. We might have to build that core competency. And so we're going to have to identify the right level of skills, and then we grow from there. I love that it's almost like bringing order to chaos. Because if you think, you know, OK, Black Friday is coming, or Christmas is coming, when do you hire that person? Do you hire them the week before Black Friday? They don't know any of the inventory. They don't know how to help the customer. They don't know back of house how to process uh, orders or, or anything. So yes, the idea that you know six months out, you know, if you want this person up to speed, it's, it's three months out. So you have to start hiring six months out so that you find the right candidate, you, you train them, and they're, they're a veteran by the time the peak hits. I love that piece of it. Could you talk about that? from H&M's perspective, but I'd also be interested, there are so many industries right now that are struggling to figure out who they need as they come out of the global pandemic. It just seems like such an opportunity, and I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah, no, the, I would say the 
the learning curve of any employee coming into an organization, if it's retail, hospitality, services, manufacturing, technology, you name it, there's a learning curve for every role that you join uh, an organization with. Some are, are very long in nature because of the process that they have to undertake. Some of them are very short. You learn one system, you know it all kind of thing. And I would say the, the real need there is to have that visibility into when are those resources from an employee experience all the way through to how they're actually going to be become productive employees has to be known. And this is where you're becoming more proactive, identifying where those peak times are going to be hitting uh, from your specific use case in, in whatever industry you may be in. But it's really helping to say, if I need to have a three-month lead time around this employee being productive from the minute they start to the minute that they can ultimately close a transaction, um, that's something that you need to account for in your planning. And that's something that you can't just do in an Excel spreadsheet. That's not something you can do via email. It's not something you can just do in, in some other documentation. It has to be thoughtful because there's a financial app, you know, component to it. There's a recruiting and resourcing component to it. There's a training component to it. And then there's the life of that experience for the employee. And that's something that needs to become more integrated and not siloed is kind of what I was mentioning to the, to the audience today. I know one of the things HR professionals sometimes are leery of is asking for, hey, I want to buy this tool. How do you connect this tool to an actual ROI? And what you're talking about right now and what you mentioned in your presentation, at some level, every employee is either making money or saving money and being able to visualize that and demonstrate, hey, this is why I made the decisions I made. That's got to be so freeing for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, can we talk about that piece where, where when they invest in this tool, they can turn around to uh, you know the people that they answer to and say, see, it works. This is how it works. This is how I can connect A to B. Absolutely. I, I would say the, the ROI component of any transformation and any application use case for the board technology uh, really comes into play when you drive the right stakeholders in, in the mix. And understanding that everyone has a specific use and a specific value um, that they're identifying. And those are things that can be measured. And what I would say from a workforce management standpoint, the ROI there and, and, and looking at procuring a, a, a process and a technology that can enable that process is really around how productive are employees. This isn't something you can measure in the way that payroll is, is you know, counted up. It's not something you can measure on the accolades an employee gave you from a survey. It's not something you can measure with just having a conversation. This has to tie back to the level of resourcing that you have, the availability of training, the availability of creating the, the tools that they need to become successful, and direct correlation into the revenue generation that they're doing or cost savings that they're managing. And again, that's not something you can just do overnight. It takes time to identify those KPIs, but building the right level of stakeholder alignment and getting that type of value proposition up front is going to yield the ROI that you're ultimately looking for downstream. I'd like to get specific about how this actually works for HR professionals. How would they use this tool? How do they get this tool? Because I think the capability is really attractive. I think anyone who has listened to this is saying, yeah, my company is having that challenge. You know, do I have to buy an IT solution? What does that look like? How long does it, do I have to be tech savvy? What is this going to cost? How long is it going to take? Like, I, I have a lot of like frightening questions here. Can you relieve some tension? Can you, can you ease their minds? Absolutely. I think, you know, first off, I'd, I'd welcome everyone to visit board at, at uh, board.com. Really get a good sense of where our workforce management and HR uh, support really lies. 
there's a number of different use cases that HR can ultimately apply within the board application. Um, we are a, a click, no-code uh, configuration. So this is not something you have to be extremely tech-savvy, database you know, developer. That's not the case here. We're very user-friendly, self-serve model. From an implementation standpoint, we'd like to do an adoption rollout. And that's not something that's big bang. If needed, we'll evaluate and we'll bring our expertise and best practices to bear. But it's really around enabling the organization. HR is not just a back office support. HR is the driving force. Everyone has been talking about this for a very long time, but people are our most prized asset in any organization. HR is at the forefront of that. If you utilize this tool, you're working not just for a finance perspective, you're also working operationally, how to best serve your business partners, both from uh, finance and operations. And guess what? IT jumps in because they want to get a piece of the pie too. This is not something that's just structured for HR. We're looking at a unified data model here, single source of the truth. We're bringing in your ERP, HCM, relevant data that's market specific, localized information, and allowing you to slice and dice this to make better decisions, plan at a level that you haven't planned that before, and identifying a more proactive approach at, at looking at workforce management. Well, I mean, as I mentioned a month ago when we were talking last time, I have been to your website and I, I just find it really persuasive that, you know, you've got thousands of clients and they're all pretty open and, and praising. Working with board has changed the way we do business for the better. Like they're, they're contributing that out into the world. They say, contact us and let's have a conversation. So I encourage anyone who has been listening to this and is interested in the tool, do check the website. And I think you're going to be impressed. Carlo, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure being here on you know, within a month time frame, but it's always good to see you again. <laughs> You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.